Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So how was your week? Will you just like shut up, man? What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> what a clown. This guy. Oh, what a clown. To, you're trying to be Joe Biden. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm trying to like rehash some of the better moments from the last 24 <laughs> that hours. That was the pinnacle. That was the absolute <laughs> yes. height. So in that case, we're going to plumb the depths next. This is Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Okay, well, we are back after an unplanned break, and it's all my fault. I had an unforced error. I had an injury. I threw out my back. Um, and we were I tried to tweet about it, but you wouldn't <laughs> let me. <laughs> tweet it. <laughs> but I hadn't announced it to the world yet, and I, it was very deeply personal. And like, my dad follows me on Twitter now, and I, I didn't want to make a big deal, so I asked you to take it down, and you did. <laughs> I did, I did. I was in a shame spiral for like a couple of hours. Oh, I was, in, I was more scared. I was like, are you going to take it the wrong way if I ask you to take the delete a tweet? I was, you know, no, I was like, why did I tweet that? What is wrong with me? <laughs> I was the one on painkillers, um, but it, but it's just as well because the painkillers I w couldn't have gotten through. It was right after the day after RBG passed, and uh, I don't know how it would have gotten through the weekend otherwise. It was terrible. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I, um, this week, my parents, so last episode, I talked about the like, the song sheet that I found with the songs that I played that and had the, the piano can -can bench and the can can, right? Well, another, <laughs> another document from the Brian personal archive was unearthed this week. Um, and my parents texted me a, a picture of it, and it is a doozy. So this harkens back to a gentler, more delicate age of American politics. Everybody now on TV is talking about the 1980 election when Carter was president and Reagan was running against him and Carter was incredibly unpopular. So everybody wanted to fire Carter, but everybody was scared about Reagan because they thought he was going to be a warmonger and, you know, which he proved to be. A anyway, so, um, you know, Carter, of course, would get then uh, defeated soundly in a, in a landslide. However, what I found was this letter that I wrote to President Carter on oh. <laughs> May 18th, 1980. And I'm going to read it to you. Um, okay. It's on a manual typewriter. And um, dear Mr. President, amongst other things, I would first like to say that you are doing a highly acceptable job in the office of the president, considering the <laughs> world situation. <laughs> Highly acceptable. Wait. <laughs> I am quite positive that you will get reelected. Also to be considered are the many primaries you have won by a landslide. So this is very astute analysis here. Yes. Just wait, it changes. After all, Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, who challenged him in the primaries, after all, Kennedy is a fine man, but he's full of lies and just became a politician under his brother's <laughs> name. <laughs> How old are you when you're writing this? Like... It says I, I sign it 10-year-old Brian Heck, but on May 18th, 80, I was nine years old. So I was okay. maybe rounding up or something. So I was nine or 10. Wow. Yeah. This is so advanced. Okay, keep going. This is amazing. <laughs> Kennedy is a fine man, but he's full of lies. Okay. <laughs> then it takes a dark turn. <laughs> so I'm, praise, I'm praising the president. Then I am very annoyed with your attempts. <laughs> I'm very annoyed. No. 
<laughs> I'm very annoyed with your attempt to rescue the hostages in Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was not totally your fault, you are responsible. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that in the Michigan caucuses the next day, you won over Kennedy 70% to 71%. <laughs> you win to be <laughs> I could write a whole doctoral dissertation on that paragraph. <laughs> you ended on a positive note. Right. But completely factually impossible note. He won 70% to 71%. <laughs> Not possible. I'd like to go look up what the actual numbers Wait, you are. said 71 to 71? 70% to 71%. <laughs> so... <laughs> He it was hundred and forty-one percent. It was a really exciting caucus. Okay. <laughs> See, it's like Trump, people, people voted multiple times. Okay, final final lines. I am now parentheses after carefully studying studying what you've been doing as president, interested in politics. If possible, please send some information on the presidency and yourself. Signed, ten-year-old Brian Heck. That's quite a quite a request. That's quite a tall order. <laughs> it's a very, very broad, <laughs> dear President Carter. Please go into the archives, unearth some interesting information about the presidency, and send it to me. Share it with <laughs> Do your own fucking research, ten-year-old ten Brian Heck. Oh my God! <laughs> so, You're lucky he didn't like write back like "fuck you." <laughs> That's what I would have written back, like Sumner Redstone. Dear, dear, dear Brian Heck, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, I would have worn it with the badge of honor, Jimmy Carter. You're still alive. I was going to say we missed time. you. There's, There's still, still time. time, Jimmy, if you're listening in Atlanta. Respond. <laughs> tweet Respond me at the... Brian Hecht. I'm, I, I breathlessly await information on the presidency. It's never too late. It's only been 40 years. <laughs> okay, sure we've been gotta... thinking about this letter. <laughs> we got to move on. This is too ridiculous. We have a nope, some nopes to do. Okay. 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 Let's talk about the abomination <laughs> that it was last night. Worse than rescuing, failing to rescue the hostages in Iran. Worse. It was yeah. the worst. Um, the worst thing I've ever seen televised, and I've watched a lot of really bad television in my in my day, including and... season three of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And season four of New York. <laughs> Okay, let's so, keep going. Anyway. Let's keep rolling here. <laughs> so the reviews are in and the critics have spoken. Um, and I just envision this like on like one of those movie posters, you know, like where they have like little quotes. Yeah. yeah. A shit show. <laughs> Dana Bash. <laughs> CNN. CNN. <laughs> Quote, a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. <laughs> Jake Tapper. Quote, the worst presidential debate I've ever seen in my life, George Stephanopoulos. So the, the list the goes critics on. Have, the critics have spoken. They have. Although I, I should say, um, um, Fox, I sent you this reel. There's a clip reel of what Fox was saying. And they called, they were full of praise for Trump. They said he was like a bucking bronco 
Brit Hume said. Uh-huh. Someone called him the Energizer Bunny. He just keep go- kept going. And um, they said if, if, if it's judged by who spoke the, the most and the loudest, then President Trump clearly was the winner tonight. Okay. But volume <laughs> and content aside... <laughs> Yes, that is an issue. Yeah. Okay, so okay. so let's okay. let's pick this apart a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So the first um, thing that I think we should discuss are the, all the interruptions, you know, and that's why he talked so much. And I think uh, Chris Wallace was. Uh, it's not like he was set up for success in this situation, <laughs> but he yeah, was I, an abject I, failure. Yes. Although, although, what. I, I've been thinking about this. He was obviously a failure, but I'm trying to think about what I would have done differently in that situation. Now, today, the Commission on Presidential Debate said they were going to change up the format, but like they need like a serious, like he needs to be able to shoot a flamethrower at the stage to like, stop him <laughs> right, from talking. Like a, like a dunk tank for each of them. <laughs> or like, uh, what was that on Nickelodeon, the goo, the like, uh, you can't do that on television. Remember like the slime would like fall yes, from a bucket the in the green ceiling. green slime. You get yes. slime. I was thinking, or like a cattle prod <laughs> or something, you know, <laughs> like an eject button. But like at least cutting off the mics, like That's... that is has to be step one. And how was that not, possible to do in this situation how did somebody who was hired to be the first debate moderator not think to themselves hmm do we have a button where i could cut off this blowhard <laughs> speech because all he does is talk and say nothing you know you had it was so predictable he was going to do that so fail 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 that was Everyone's a fail part. okay that was a fail. Okay, so but sure, um, surely the substance of what Trump did say was meaningful. <laughs> right? There were like just so many um, spectacularly dumb things that he said that Trump said, betraying just a stunning ignorance of science in particular. Um, so <laughs> I think we were texting about this. He said that the supporters of the Green New Deal want to ban cows. And I just don't think I could fully uh, express how he said it. So I have a clip. This is the guy who says that well, the fact that it, it's all true. And here's He's the talking deal. about the Green hey, New Deal. And it's not two billion I'm, or 20 billion, as you said. I'm t- it's one hundred trillion dollars. I'm talking about where they the want to rip down buildings and rebuild the building. No, it's the dumbest, not, most ridiculous, not, where airplanes are out of business, where two car systems are out, where they want true. to take out the cows. Too. You know, that's true. not true either. Right. Not this true. is a this is a one hundred trillion. Look, that's more money than. Than our country could make in a hundred years if we're not going the case. All right, let me let me let me, let me, let me, let me destroy because, our because country. I actually wait a minute. Okay, just uh, eject them into the stratosphere. Just get rid of all the cows. All the cows. <laughs> all of the cows. Yes. But um, all he eats is well-done steak, though. However, he'll, maybe he'll eat like Beyond Burgers that are made well, from what, pea protein. Well, he doesn't want that. He's saying that Biden is going to throw the cows. Oh, away. he wants he the cows. I see. Okay. He wants the cows. Biden, the Green New Deal is going to ban cows. <laughs> okay. Okay. You'll forgive me if I lost the train of logic in his statement. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else did he? I, I'm trying to remember what what also what else he said about. He was. Involved. Like, he said this before. He gets, like, stuck on these, like, weird things. Like, he believes that raking is the key to prevent forest fires, which enables him to ignore, you know, 
evidence of climate change. So he was saying that um, the reason why these fires are continuing to rage in California is because nobody is raking <laughs> the leaves, <laughs> leaves. <laughs> and there's just trees that are especially like just flammable. lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> spontaneously Fire. combusting though i actually yes. saw something about this i didn't realize that like something like 90 percent of the california fires are on uh federally managed land so he controls uh. these forests that are allegedly spontaneously combusting um, oh so he could so he, he could do only something only about it. only he can prevent forest fires as they say right. in the old yes. ads yeah okay so there was that but then the, oh my favorite was he talked about the forest cities Right. Forest cities in Europe. Yes. Europe. Right. There's a very powerful leader in Europe who of told a forest the, city. Of, of a forest city. So and he talks about it all the time. So I want to live in a forest city. I want to know where is this forest city? Is it in who undisclosed? Is, this is it in an undisclosed location? Is it like the Emerald City? Like where is it? The, and then he says they have they have. Uh, of trees that shoot up in flames far easier than ours. These are trees that just light up on fire. So first of all, it makes the forest city sound much less attractive to me. But <laughs> it just bursts into flames randomly. But it's dangerous, yeah. It sounds very dangerous, but like Okay, it's clearly he just made up the concept of a forest city. Right? What is a forest city? Is it a forest or is it a city? <laughs> you can't like, be you both. Can't... <laughs> It's a city surrounded by a forest or a city with forest intermingled in it? I don't know. I think he like watched Lord of the Rings or something. Yes, or Lord of the of Flies, it. yes. Or something. <laughs> something. Okay, we should all live in okay. Rivendell or something. And then uh right, his definition of uh of the environment is like he asked, What do you think about climate change? Right? And what what did he say? He always says the same thing, which is I love clean air and water and I support clean Clean. We have beautiful, 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 clean, air. beautiful, beautiful air. air, beautiful water, as if that's well, that's what... a crowd. That's a crowd pleaser. Everyone loves right. beautiful air and water. Sure. <laughs> it's it's right. Who I who wants dirty water? The dirty water lobby. AOC, like, the radical angry. left. Antifa wants filthy, filthy water. I mean, okay. like, just idiotic. Okay. So, but there's an elephant. There's an elephant in the room here. The right, only, the really thing, the only important thing he said. The only big takeaway that everyone's talking about today is um, how Chris Wallace gave him this, you know, seemingly easy layup, asking him to condemn white supremacists. And he could not even do that. He was like, no, it's Antifa. It's really the left. No, not only and then, could he not do that, it was a, he did a dog whistle. That wasn't even no, a dog whistle. No, of course, yeah. of course. No, I'm getting there. So he's like, he was like pressed on it. And he says, which groups? And Biden says, the Proud Boys. How about the Proud Boys? Could you condemn Proud Boys? And Chris Wallace is like, okay, well, you ask the Proud Boys to stand down. And Trump said that they should stand back and stand by, which which was not, not a condemnation. It's a call to arms. Yes. And in fact, because they that's going to be his army. It. That's going to be his militia. That's when... what he thinks. Yes. yes. It's very alarming. And they like instantly started using stand back and stand by as a slogan on merchandise with this like logo that was started by this British clothing label named Fred Perry. And now Fred Perry is doing more to condemn the Proud Boys than the president because they stopped making this particular shirt, this like navy blue polo shirt that they've co-opted as their like brown shirt Nazi 
uniform. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was <laughs> special. So good for Fred Perry, I guess. <laughs> yes, for Fred Perry, no to Donald Trump. Um, boys. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know that there's a lot more to say about that debacle of a debate. Maybe there'll be another one. Maybe there won't. We don't know. Okay. So, um, so the Senate is just totally undemocratic at this point and is populated by some of the grossest, slimiest characters in human history. And one of those characters is named Kelly Leffler, who, first of all, was not even elected. She was appointed by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to replace another senator who was retiring. And the last time Leffler was in the news was because she was under investigation for illegal stock trades in healthcare companies based on the confidential information she was hearing at committee meetings about the coronavirus. Another, which- another great qualification. Perfect. Yes. And the investigation was abruptly dropped because whatever, you know, trading based on insider information is a core value of the Senate, I suppose. And now Kelly Leffler is running for her seat and has put out quite an interesting uh, campaign ad. The ad starts with a a couple. (laughs) I I just feel like this happened a couple of weeks ago. We have to talk about it because it did not get enough discussion Press. okay that's so, why we're here yeah, we're here to raise that's why we're here <laughs> the important the important issues that have gone ignored for too long so the ad starts with a couple sitting on their couch um in their living room and they're watching tv and the wife says to the husband did you hear that kelly leffler is the most conservative senator in america and the husband says yep she's more conservative than attila the hun and then like you're just like yes the great conservative icon <laughs> attila the hun known he's a for free, he's a trickle down economics libertarian (laughs) rape pillaging murder libertarian okay so they cut away from this like couch potato couple and then there's this very badly production design set that's supposed to be like a central european dungeon in the fifth century AD with Attila the Hun sitting on a throne wearing like chainmail armor and grunting answers to questions from this in english the questions are in english the answers he was fluent are... in english 1500 years before he just chose not to speak it <laughs> he spoke so many languages he was like uh, he he used Rosetta Stone. He was, he, was right, right. he used Duolingo. <laughs> so okay, so he's he's grunting answers to questions that this like little man wearing a fez is asking. <laughs> like he's did like they have notes. Fez? <laughs> I don't know. I think those like, cultures didn't mix. Did like Moroccan culture meet like the the steps Central. of Central Asia? I don't know. Okay. And so this guy's like taking notes with a feather. And I just think we need to play the tape because it is. It's okay, ridiculous. I'll find it here. Did you know Kelly Leffler was ranked the most conservative senator in America? Yep. She's more conservative than Attila the Hun. Fight China. Got it. Attack big government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eliminate the liberal scribes. More conservative than Attila the Hun. Uh-oh. Kelly Leffler, 100% Trump voting record. I'm Kelly Leffler. I approve this message. Okay, yep, that's ridiculous. As I okay, so, so yeah, so Attila the Hun promises to fight China. And I'm not a historian, but I do know <laughs> that the area occupied by the Huns 
was thousands of miles away from China. <laughs> yes, I and I don't, I don't think those two were ever at war. Like, do you think she was thinking of Genghis Khan? Oh yeah, maybe? I was just thinking of Genghis Khan. In fact, Attila the Hun. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. The, the, when Attila the Hun was very different. <laughs> I don't remember. But maybe Genghis Khan is more conservative than Kelly Leffler, so they couldn't use that example. <laughs> so they just like. <laughs> crafted yeah. a different identity i, the, I don't like, know i could see the whiteboard with like the spectrum of like the conservative <laughs> thing okay here's kelly <laughs> who is to the right of kelly Genghis khan attila the, no attila we can't the use hun. him <laughs> attila the hun <laughs> <laughs> enough shut it down no oh, pot okay uh <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's her re-election ad okay nope 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 no nope. no Okay, I got to move away from politics uh, for this final note. Um, so this comes to us from the Department of Innovation. And uh, you may recall way back, I think it was in the first two months of this podcast, we had the human Uber, right? You remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, that, that was, was a huge a innovation. Fan favorite. Yeah, that was where if you didn't want to go to a party, <laughs> there was like a robot that walked around with an iPad and you were like FaceTiming into the iPad and it's like you were there if you couldn't be bothered to actually go. That right? It's so like, sad to think about that right now because it's like, happened? imagine it like not wanting to go to a party. <laughs> I would just would go to any party <laughs> I was invited right. to. <laughs> they could just set them up in bars and you could just dial into a bar and like hang out with people. That would be cool. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Now that's all we do. I mean, that's our right. lives now. So yeah. that was, you could summon a human Uber. Now uh, there's a new company called Bond and you can summon a real live bodyguard the same way you call an Uber. And like so many of these things, this came to me, I was had CNN on in the background doing something else and I hear this TV ad with this ominous voice and a tinkling piano. And it says, what does it, <laughs> what does it mean to be safe? What if you could order a bodyguard as easily as order, ordering dinner? And there's a visual of like a secret service agent standing outside a car and then three kids, like a, a teen and two younger kids, like come out of, looks like their private school, and he puts mm -hmm. them in the car. And then a second later, the mom is like anxiously waiting outside like a billion dollar townhouse, and he opens it up and the kids run out and she hugs them like, you're safe, you're safe, you made it home from school because of the bodyguard. Okay, <laughs> I'll get, we'll analyze this in a second. But I mean, I have so many problems with that are, scenario. <laughs> now, there are other use cases that they highlight. They say, have a bond bodyguard when you're in a new city, on a night out, or at a special meeting. And they illustrate this with the night out as like a girl's night out at a club. And then the special meeting, quote unquote, is just a sleazy looking couple on a date. And then there's a visual of like a command center of like Houston, um, like NASA. And it says, and the Bond Command Center oversees your bodyguard's assignment. And then you hear of audio of like, your family has arrived safely, starting at $30 an hour, which to me sounds very cheap. That sounds like supermarket sushi. If you're right, going like, to get a bodyguard, I don't want a $30 people? an hour bodyguard. Okay. No. no. So let's, let's, let's evaluate the, the value of these services just like as, as they are explained. So kids, you know from AJ, could you just assign a random bodyguard, a different man every day 
maybe holding no a gun. No fucking way. With a they gun. Never... With a gun <laughs> to pick up AJ. First of all, at the beginning of every school year, you have to fill out like a release list and you could name like three people that the kid can go home with. And anybody else, they will not release the child. They just won't. <laughs> do it especially if some random (laughs) uber bodyguard okay so that is a non-starter now there's the taking someone on a date now could you imagine you show up on like a tinder date for the first time and it's like pay no mind to the man standing over you with a gun he's he's, he's just my bodyguard that would be so weird that That is romance that nothing says romance like a bodyguard or what if like you were just going out with your friend and you're like that's that they they have they have an app for that that's that's one of their use cases wouldn't you question your friend's judgment if like you were just like out for dinner and like the person was like there's trust issues like do not trust (laughs) me to go out to dinner so then okay so i said it has to be a joke but i went to the website there is a website it is a real company there's you know uh executives of the companies listed and they give you other use cases like if you're walking home or if you're hosting a party so like you need a bodyguard at a party in your own home at your own party right Right. Or to escort you to meetings. So, like at work. Like, can at, you imagine at work? You're just showing like... up, right? Sign into the front desk with your gun. Um, or now that there's Zoom meetings, can you imagine if you were in a Zoom meeting with someone and you just see like a disembodied torso <laughs> behind you of like a man standing there prepared? You could, for like $5 a month, you can get their like background. They're like animated. You get it for free. I find a Google image, download it and put it as your background. Okay. So um, this got me thinking as a business person in the startup world, what is their business model? And you will not be surprised to learn that it makes no sense. Um, Oh, wait, I forgot to say when you, when there's a forum right there where you can actually start requesting a bodyguard. And then it's very suspicious because they ask you these questions are very general. And then they say, will you also need a car service? Yes or no? Should your bodyguard be armed? Yes or no? So I don't know. It just, it was a little spooky to be asked that. So like out in front, it wasn't like, we'll give you a call to assess your needs. It was just like right out there. So here's their business model. They have freemium. So free features, if you download the app, is ridiculous. It's of no value. You basically, it's like a find my iPhone. So you could like see where people are. That's called find my iPhone and a siren app where you hit a button and it makes a loud shrieking noise. Both of which are... <laughs> Who among us wouldn't want the, the delightful feature? <laughs> That's just for signing up. And then their premium for... This is ridiculous. Their premium is four ninety nine a month. Now, I think the actual bodyguard is a la carte. You have to pay on top of this. But for four ninety nine a month, you get a panic button, which if you hit the panic button, you can either talk to one of their, to their control center, or you can activate a feature called video monitor me. And what that does is it brings a face up on your iPhone to watch you. So- Like a real person. Like a real person. It's not scalable. It's not scalable. And they show a picture. It's just like a woman looking at you from her from the iPhone. Like a FaceTime conversation. Right. And they'll so they say, like, for example, you're in a dark parking lot, you're scared. 
like we pop up on your screen and help you find a safe place and call you How a car. How is that going to help you if like you're being attacked? They'll just like, like take you have your to hold up the phone to like look around the dark parking lot in the dark because <laughs> this, this other person who can see exactly what you can see. This is so dumb. <laughs> and then the other problem is if it makes it sound like oh no I'm in a scary situation help get me out of it but it takes an hour for them to get anyone to you. So... Why wouldn't you just call nine one one like is. Call, call an Uber or call 911. Those are both the Occam's razor, the simplest solution to all of these. You do not need a face on your iPhone to tell you. No, I don't need a panic button. I need like a panic room. <laughs> yes, for the world. Okay, so nope to Bond. Do not hire a bodyguard. Although I kind of do want to hire a bodyguard from Bond just to see what it's like. But how is this a business? How If this is a business, why have I not been able to become a billionaire by now? How is because venture capital. Someone okay. thought it was a good idea and put $10 million into it. And here they are advertising on CNN. Okay, that's enough. Terrible, terrible things. Let's go on to the up. These are little rays of light, little beacons. I hope that got us through the week. Rachel, please go. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my up this week goes to the New York Times investigative team, uh, specifically Suzanne Craig, who I used to work with at the Ooh, Wall Street Journal. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, Ross Butner and Mike McIntyre for getting Trump's taxes. That was like a huge bonanza. And for those of you ha who have not read the stories yet, the best part was that um, the first one was labeled with a first in a series little thing. <laughs> yes, yes. So there's more to come. Um, so basically Trump, as we knew, is a grifter living in our house and stealing from us. He paid $750 in taxes in 2016 and 2017 and zero for 10 of the last 15 years. And somehow 750 feels worse than zero. Yes, 750 is less than zero. It's like a big fuck you, right? It's yeah. like a. It's like yeah, like I'll pay. I'll pay out of my pocket change in my pocket. Yeah. Right, that like he said broke. to his account, he's like, uh, you know, his tax preparer. Hey, I really need to get this down to seven fifty. Wait, should like, we make it zero? No, that looks suspicious. Let's uh, no, how let's round it up. How about seven fifty? That's good. Except Trump thought it was seven dollars and fifty cents, so he okayed it, and then he was furious when he found it was seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yes, and like he also wrote off seventy thousand dollars for one year of hairstyling, which is like two hundred dollars a day. Yeah, we could that. we could talk for hair. ages about like, all the grift I mean, anyway, support, but yes. anyway, so as terrible and horrifying as all this is, this was a positive thing. And, uh, you know, we have to double down and channel the indomitable spirit of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and fight for our democracy. So I, I don't know about you, but I committed to a weekly donation. I know you were saying you've been donating as well to the Get Mitch or Die Trying Fund, which has I raised to, over $27 million. I, I gave to Amy McGrath yesterday. Yeah. Who's oh, challenging him in uh, in Kentucky? Yeah, well, that's yes. a great that's a great yup. Um, I have a very different one. I have a cultural one, but it's also politically oriented. Um, I'm a little late to the game, so I was a huge Good Wife fan, which ran for many years and was very high quality for a network uh, drama on ABC. And then CBS made this only on CBS All Access sequel called uh, The Good Fight, starring Christine Baranski, who is one of our oh, finest yeah. living actresses. And it's like in its fourth or fifth season now. But I just decided to catch up. I needed a, a new binge. And it is not only is it outstanding, but it is so socially relevant. The whole thing starts. The very first scene is the inauguration of Donald Trump and just 
cutting over to Christine Baranski, just like gasping in horror. And that sets into motion a whole life reevaluation. She resigns from her law firm. She goes to work for a mostly African-American uh, law firm that does a lot of like fighting police violence and things like that. So it is strangely uplifting and incredibly entertaining. And unfortunately, it's on CBS All Access that doesn't have all that much else than you would watch, but maybe get the free trial um, and watch a little bit of it. It'll be uh, strangely elevating uh, in a perverse way. So I recommend that. That's my yup. I, I've watched that pilot um, on an airplane once. It was great. I, I do need to watch the rest of the show. Yeah. Sounds yeah. great. Okay. That's yeah. the end of our uh, end of our podcast today. Thank you for listening. If, if you enjoyed this podcast, Rachel, what should people do? Subscribe. Uh, go into your podcast app and give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Should yeah. you? We love those. So we get tons of reviews. We love that. Yeah, we love that. It was very mellow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, once more, once more with uh, with emotion. No, we we mean it. Please support us. Tell your friends about it. That's always the most valuable. Thank you for listening. It's been a yeah. terrible, terrible week, but a very fun podcast to record. This has been Nope, the podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common. We can. Okay.